Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Kibel HaYehudim. The Rebbe said the Chassidic discourse on Tuesday, which was Purim Katon, the small Purim, in the year Tavshin Lamed Ches, 46 years ago. The Rebbe went out to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse that year, and it came out as a kundras of Purim Katon in the year Tavshin Lamed Ches. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the Megillah, where it, the verse says, Yehudim, The Jewish people accepted, where they started to do in the beginning. So the Rebbe says that the previous Rebbe explains, and the previous Rebbe calls him as a leader of our generation, in his classic, famous Hasidic discourse, that he said in Purim Katon, in the year Tough Rage, Zion in Moscow, and Rebbe says this year, and it was when the Rebbe said the discourse in, in, in Tashlam Ches, that was um, the beginning of the second Jubilee, that means it was 50 years from Tafresh Pei Zion, of when he said it. Obviously now, we're almost at the uh, the second, Jubil- uh, second Jubilee, uh, in three years it'll be, it'll be 100 years, but he, so, but he explains over there that now, in the time of exile, they accepted what they started when in when we received the Torah. And like it says, like it like the like it says in the Talmud, based on the verse of where it says in, in the Megillah as well, Kimu the Hayyudim, that means that they now uphold in the days of Ashraj what they accepted originally when in Matan Torah. So he he points out over there in the Chassidic discourse. He says seemingly it's a dover. I'll say it in Hebrew. It's a dover nifla. It's a wondrous idea. And he and he and he's specific in his question. That he says it's a wonder wondrous idea. Not like normally he says we have to understand why because this idea that in the, the times of exile that's when they accepted what they started at Matan Torah. That's a tremendous wonder. And like the, that he explains like he explains over there when it says in the Torah It's not wondrous not far so he explains the difference between between far and being a wonder why because far and close has a, has some there's a relative comparison this is close and this is further but a wonder it means it's totally it's totally wondrous it's totally disconnected until it's like that's why it's called a wonder in other words you can't compare He's saying this idea is a total wonder. It's not like it's close and far, it's a total wonder. And like we know in reference to the Sfirot, that the level of Pella, a wonder, which Sfirot is associated to, it's associated to the Sfirot of what? Of Keter. And more specific, it's associated to Primius of Keser, the internal part of Keser. As we know that, you can't compare that no comparison to the level of Ishtalshos where the spirit actually start with Chachman Bin Adas, etc. So what do you see from here? That in reference to this wondrous idea, which he brings in the Chassidic Discourse, that when we receive the Torah, that's only when we start it. And as we know, the fact is, when we receive the Torah, the Jewish people were on the highest levels. And we were on a very, very uh, uh, um, respected level. And as we know, it was after God split the sea for the Jewish people, and we left Egypt, which um, these ideas, never use a Yiddish word, abdegestelt, and it was established on the Jewish people, every single one of, 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 of one of us, on a very, very high level. Hashem just split the sea for us. We have man Torah receiving their Torah from Hashem. And as we know, when we left Egypt, so it says clearly in the Torah, Nigla, Leia, Melech, Malchim, Lachim, Kashbaruchu, God revealed himself. God himself revealed himself. That's when we left Egypt. And then when Hashem split the sea, which is the end of going out of G- Egypt, so it's brought down and says, even a maidservant, what they saw on the sea, even big, big prophets didn't see. 
And how much more so when they finally came to Matan Torah, and as we know, Matan Torah is only once. And like, you know, the famous line says, Matan Torah is not going to be again. That revelation, such a great revelation, is never happening again. And like it's, the Altar explains in Tanya that when the, when we receive the Torah, Matan Torah, we we actually not only receive the Torah then, it was greatest revelations of then, but it's almost like the completion of what's going to be like when Mashiach comes in the future. In other words, we're going to have, we're going to be able to see God in a revealed way, in a materialistic way. And so obviously we're dealing with a situation when we left Egypt, God revealed himself, at the splitting of the sea, what, they, what people saw there, and in Matan Torah, so on the highest level. However, in the times of exile, it's just the opposite. As we know, we're on the lowest level, spiritually. And especially in the times of Haman, when we say that we, we accepted what we started initially, because we know in the times of Haman, what happened? He wanted to wipe out and destroy the Jewish people. He wanted to kill the Jewish people. He wanted to destroy the Jewish people from the older to the younger, men, uh, women, children. And he wanted to do it all in one day. Now, this decree was a very, very harsh decree. Because the fact is, he wanted to destroy all the Jewish people in the whole world in one day. And as we know that Achashverosh ruled the whole world, like it says in the Medrash, and therefore where you're running to, <clears throat> if it would have been in one day. And so obviously we're dealing with what type of an exile? We're dealing with a very, very intense and deep and huge exile. So he explains in the Chassidic Discourse that the intensity of the decree and the exile spiritually was 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 a decree on on chinuch on the education. Notice Haman was going after the education, and like it says in in, in the Medrash, Haman said, um, "I'm only trying to get my hand on on the children." He wanted to attack the children's education. In other words, in order to release his anger and his venom, um, his evil anger, and his, in, in his evil energy, which he was thinking, obviously, to destroy, destroy the Jewish people. So where did he start with? He wanted to start with the children in, in, in Jewish day schools. In other words, it was not only for children, it was any type of education. And everything you can say, even though, generally speaking, we talk when we, in Hebrew it's called a, Tinoik Shabbat is called the children in, in, in school, but it's also referring to, um, people that might be physically older, but if they, if, if they're young in their Jewish education, they're also, they're also a young child in, in education wise. So you can be very, very old. And like he's, that, that brings an expression from the previous rubber. You can even have, you can even have a white beard, gray, gray hair. But nevertheless, when it comes to your situation and learning Torah and Tui you're almost like a child because you don't even know the olive base yet. And that's what Haman wanted to, to eradicate. Any young child or even an adult. I was beginning to study and create a relation with Hashem. That's what he wanted to wipe out. So from, what do we see from here? That, that, because we know that the education, that is our power. Without our learning Torah and our connection to Hashem through Torah, that's, that's, that's the ultimate power that we have. So we see the tremendous self-sacrifice that we have to have for Jewish education. That we have to literally go and self-sacrifice. I never quotes the verse in the prophets where it says, I'll tigle b'mshich, I don't touch my anointed. Who is the anointed ones? Those are the children. And like it says clearly in the tract of the Shabbat, that when, when, that you have to bring a child into an appropriate place of study, um, to an appropriate teacher, and the education has to be in a way of, 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 of teaching the way Hashem wants us to teach, uh, teach the Torah, and knows that the children should receive from their teacher the foundation 
for their whole life. And that's what Haman wanted to destroy. The Jewish education of the Jewish children. And again, could be all adults, but anyone that was starting out and didn't have a good, solid, strong foundation, he wanted to eradicate it because we know that's ultimately our power. But after all that, when we received the Torah, we were in such a high, that's only the beginning. And the establishment of Torah, of, 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 you know, when was that specifically in the time of exile? And especially in the time of Haman, when we were on the lowest level, physically and spiritually. So that's a tremendous wonder. How could it be? How could it be that in exile, that's when we accepted the Torah and that's when we have it on, 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 a, on a, compl- a complete level? So Rebbe says, we'll understand this. Like, like it's a, like the like the previous Torah explains in the discourse based on the explanation and what it says um, in this week's Torah portion, Pasht Tzava. So it says that they they brought the oil to the temple and it says um, shemen oil and it had to be kosis crushed lamoir. So they had the olives and the olives were crushed and from there they had the oil. So in other words, so he points out it doesn't say shemen oil lahoyer to give off light. But it says Shemen Lamor, which is the source of light. So what, so the question is, why did it say Shemen Lamor? It says Shemen Lahoyer. Not this, the oil to the source of light, say oil to give off light. And he explains that yes, Moir is referring to the source of light. And it was the source, the, the source itself. Exactly. We need oil. What kind of oil? Which is, which is crushed to the source of itself, of, of, of the light itself and the source of any light that comes out of it. And that's why it says specifically, Kasis Lamoir. In other words, why, what, no, so first he explained what does Lamoir mean to the source of light. But that's why it says Kasis. What, what, what does Kasis mean? That when a person is on the level of Kasis, someone is crushed and someone is broken and someone's going through challenges, that means you're totally broken and, 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 and uh, suppressed, then specifically from the challenges, specifically from the suppression, so, so specifically when you're broken, that's when you have the ability to reach the source of light. Now, so it never explains. This that a person is broken and crushed what does that mean? That it means as follows. You can even be, materially, you have everything you need. You have a house and a car, everything you need. For, you have your assets, you have funding, you have whatever you need. Physically, you have everything you need. But, but what, so what are you lacking? But you're lacking, unfortunately, you're lacking spirituality in, in, in your service of Hashem. Not only that. So you can say even somebody that has physical wealth, financial wealth, and also spiritually is doing great. He prays and he studies and he does mitzvahs and he's in a relationship with God. And up to the point that it's on a very, very high level and it's in tremendous abundance. And it was like the expression is uh, that he serves Hashem, you're serving God the way you're supposed to. So you have materialism and spirituality. So what? where's the brokenness? But he says, when a person meditates, on what it says, that the whole nation are righteous. And it says in the prophets, every one of the Jewish people are Natsar Matoi, Masay that God says, You are my planting, and I'm proud of you. You were planting of Hashem, and Hashem is actually proud of us. So we're in a very, very high level. And you think about the greatness of Hashem. So that what happens then is, it says, you cry. And cry bitterly um, about the bitterness of your soul. 
Why? What do you mean? Life is good. Materially, you have everything. Spiritually, you have everything. Hashem is proud of you. So what, 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 are you, what are you broken about? So he said, because what is all this worth? Even if it's complete. Why? What's the problem? Because the truth is, yes, amazing. 10 out of 10. But how much, but the place where I can truly be, that we can truly be Nate Matoy, Masi of That means we can be somebody that, that, that is in a revealed way. It's shown that we are, we, we represent the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem is proud of us up to the point that the whole world sees it. So therefore, even though spiritually we feel like we're doing great, life is amazing, but the fact is, ever brings a, a powerful teaching from the Talmud where it speaks about when someone that even makes like a, an expression in front of the king, uh, it, when you're supposed to be focusing on the king, you, the, the punishment is death. But how much more so when you're not doing what you're supposed to, and you're not on the level where you really should be. So you're broken because of that. And when a person meditates about unfortunately how low we have sunk, and you actually are bitter over it, and you're remorseful over it, because you're not perfect, we could be better, etc. You come to the level which is called in, in Hebrew tshuva, where we want to return to Hashem. Up to the point we reach that, reach, we reach a level where, like it says in the, in the prophets, that the, the wind, our spirit wants to return to Hashem. And even a higher level, that we, we return to Hashem with self-sacrifice, to the place where we came from. And that's, that's what the, the Friedrich explains. That doesn't mean cusses, that we're crushed and we're broken, lamar, to the source of light. That through that, that a person is broken and is crushed, cusses. Now again, even though you can have physically, you can have everything you need. And spiritually also. But you're broken from the fact that you could be better. And, and, um, and there are certain things that obviously are not perfect. Then you reach the source of light itself. Then you reach Elohim Asher Nasana. Now, so what do we see from here? What's the magic? The magic is when we can meditate about, yes, life is good, Baruch Hashem. We have a place, we have materially, we have what we need. And spiritually, we have a place to learn and to study, etc. But we can always be better. And when you're bitter about it, you, you return to Hashem, you re- reach the level of Elohim Asher Nasana. Now, this type of spiritual work, has to be in a level of total acceptance. In a level of cusses, you're broken, and that affects also in, in, in the world of action. What does that mean? Derb explains like this. So he brings from the Alter Rebbe, that explains in his classical works on the, on the, on the, on the Parsha, in Torah, and he says like this, that the Jewish people, in the times of Haman, they were ready to give over their life, to die, literally, a whole year, and not to rebel against Hashem. They were not going to rebel against Hashem. Now, what does that mean? They were ready to go on self-sacrifice. They were ready to go self-sacrifice a whole year. So ever since the year means Shana. Shana comes also from Shinoi, from change. In other words, that the whole year, which means all the different possibilities of the whole year, whatever was high, low, beginning, end, they're ready to go on sacrifice for Hashem. And like we know, the Rebbe brings the, the famous uh, uh, expression where it says that what's the quality of the etrog over the lul of an adasim of a rabbis is because the esrog is the one that grows on its on the year, mishon al-shan, it grows through all the seasons. In other words, that it tolerates, it has the power to tolerate all the different seasons, the four seasons of the year, and does, does not get uh, 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 effective in it. And on the contrary, the, 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 the life and the source of the esrog comes from the change. So not only does not affect it from it, but actually grows from it. 
And like it's brought down in the classical Hasidic discourse of Rakacha. Uh, so the same thing also when it refers to our spiritual service, that all the different changes and all the different levels in our serving Hashem throughout the year, how do we do it? We do it in a complete level. In other words, that we do, are not for a second thinking not to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu. So whatever happens throughout the year, the Jewish people are ready, whatever it takes, we are not disconnecting from Hashem. And how do you reach that level? How do you reach a level from the highs to lows, whatever's going on, life is good, life is challenging, whatever's going on, you're not disconnecting from Hashem? The Rebbe says you reach that level when a person is on the level of bittel, when you're on the level of acceptance. And that's the idea of kusses. Kusses means you're broken, it's not about you. Whatever Hashem wants, Hineni, I'm ready to do it. Why is that? Because since there's different ways from one extreme to the other to serve Hashem, like for example, we all have, we're built of the, 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 this wrote. We have chesed, which is pulling us to the right. We have gvura, and there's, we know there's chesed personalities and there's gvura personalities. So what happens when somebody's a chesed personality? So even if somebody is on a chesed personality, so what happens is he doesn't like serving Hashem with gvura. Because that's not his thing. And like we find specifically in reference to Abraham, that he was chesed. He was, he was a person that was willing to do chesed, whatever it takes. Like Hashem even called him, Avram Oyevi. Avram, the someone that loved me. And what does it say in reference to Avram? Even though his main, his strong suit was chesed, was ava, but nevertheless, what did Hashem say? Now I know, you God fearing. When, when did Hashem say it? When he was, when he was able to overcome this tenth test. Why? Because he had to pull in the level of Vura. Then we knew that he was complete. And how did he come to that? Through the level of Bittal. So when a person is in a level of acceptance, Bittal, and causes you're broken, so then what happens is it affects your actions. And then your actions, there's no difference if you have to be chesed or gvura, tiferes, chachma, whatever you have to do, you are willing to connect to Hashem at all costs. Now, so that's one powerful idea of Bittal, that literally affects your actions and all your actions. Right, left, center, top, bottom, whatever it may be. Now, another a powerful component that Bittal, causes uh, uh, creates, that this that a person realizes, that sometimes we're on a very, very low level, so it affects him that even though, that when you're, when you're doing things that they're great, but nevertheless, you're going to educate yourself in the areas where you're weak, just like you educate a little child. Because you realize that in certain areas, I'm a child. I just don't know how to do it. And, and in certain areas, I could do much better. So one of the powers of Bittal is it allows you to see your flaws, a specific flaws, or even a flaw because you're not in a, high, a level that you could be. So say you're doing great, but you could do better. So Bittal allows you to see that really I could do better. And this level of education where you, you're, you're allow yourself to see your, who you really are based on your potential, you have to do it in what type of way? Mysterious nefer, self-sacrifice. And like he explains in the Hasidic discourse, that the self-sacrifice that was in the time of Mordechai, and we know that Torah is everlasting. In other words, if Torah has a lesson, because we know Torah comes from the word of Hayra, a lesson, the Zohar says that. The Zohar says clearly, what does Torah mean? It's a lesson. So any lesson in Torah is everlasting for every single person, for every single time, and for every single place. Now what does that mean? A person has to be willing to go and self-sacrifice to educate yourself and to realize where you need education. A, on education itself, 
like it says in the Mishnah, you want to be consider yourself a, a wise person? You have to be willing to learn from every single person. In other words, that the education has to be every single day, every single day of your life. Because the fact is, every single day we have to upgrade our life. Every single day you need an upgrade. And like it says, even in holiness, you have to go with next level, next level. In other words, even though it's Kodesh, you're saying it's Kodesh, it's holy. What does it mean, Kodesh? If it's holy, how do you go higher? And we know Kodesh means like it's holy on its own right, not because of something else, but nevertheless, you still got to elevate in, in holiness. And, and Kodesh is connected to the idea of Chachma. That means even the level of Chachma, which is the first of the spheroids, because yesterday you learned from somebody, but even in there, in Chachma, you have to be elevated. Why? Because it comes a new day, so you have to do the new, the new service of today. And you have to continue to add, to learn from every single person. And you have to grow even in the level of Chachmah. And notice every single day a person has to re-educate themselves. You have to redefine yourself. And the same, we see this also in self-understood from the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, a famous teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, that the, what does the Baal Shem Tov say? That anything that a Jew sees or hears, you have to learn something. And there it says in Yiddish, Derzen, you have to see it, you have to see it means you have to learn something what you're seeing. And Derhen, you have to hear and learn something from what you're hearing. And what do you have to hear and what do you have to see? What is the lesson in me serving Hashem? And notice everything that I see and anything that I hear, I have to educate myself. What am I learning from this? And how much more so that you have to go and self-sacrifice to educating children literally. And the Rebbe says, and, and specifically, there's a obligation on the youngsters, boys and girls. And like the previous Rebbe adds in the, in the, in the letter, in, in reference to, the, in, in, to this discourse, that the time says that every single one of the, of the youngsters, men and children, not, 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 um, not only in their own personal life, but they have to be strong in observing the mitzvot, um, with all, with all the, uh, uh, upgrades that you can do to them. And, and so that's for yourself, but also through that to be a, um, a dugma chaya, to be someone that people should look up to. But even more that, and that's the main thing, us to make an environment, to create an, a, a, an energy of people that are learning Torah and observing the mitzvahs until people see in a revealed way that these are Neitzar Matoi. This is the planting of Hashem that Hashem is happy with. And General Rebbe says this obligation is on every single person. Because the fact is we're all youngsters, whether male or female. Like it says, every single day we have to become like a new person. If we're new, we have renewed energy, we have young energy, we have an obligation to, to transform ourselves and to transform the people around us. Now, through educating the youngsters, so then we will have what it says in the verse, that through youngsters will establish the, the, the strength, to destroy the enemy and the, those who want to take revenge. And like it says in the Hasidic discourse, that there's two types, there's the oyev, the, there's the enemy, what was an enemy, that's a revealed enemy. And then there's the one who takes, wants to take revenge, he's the hidden enemy. And he's the one that makes all these like uh, techniques. What does that mean practically? So the Rebbe brings what, it's, what, what, ya- what Yaakov said to what Yaakov said that he took Lakachdi, he took Miyad HaMori from the Emirates, Bacharbi with his sword and Bakashdi with his bow. What's the difference between a sword and a bow? Practically, that the sword kills um, somebody that's close to you. 
And the, and the bow, on the other hand, can, can, can attack your enemy that's further away. In other words, what does that mean spiritually of the enemy that's close? It's referring to the, the, the uh, uh, grossness of the human being that a person knows that, that, that it's no good. It's the revealed uh, uh, enemy that you have. And what's the enemy from far? It's referring to all the, um, ref the refined um, negativity that you don't know necessarily about. But we have to get rid of the enemy that's the revealed and the enemy that's concealed. How do you do that? Through Kharbi and Kashti, and like he explains in the Hasidic discourses um, at length about the different types of five different types of um, ammunition that uh, speaks about in the Mishnah Shabbat, all, uh, all the spiritual types of it. Now, so here, what do we see from here? We have tremendous responsibility. We have to go ahead and get rid of the enemy, and we have to be uh, go, grow in our life, and we have to inspire people to grow in our life. Where do we have the power to do this? And where, do, where does it come from? So Rebbe says, the power we get from is through Moshe Rabbeinu. And like it says in the Hasidic Discourse, where the verse says, Yisrael, you're going to command the Jewish people. Now what does the Tzava mean? It means to it's about creating a connection. And who the Atta, who's referring to, like literally in, 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 the, in the verse, it's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu's extension is in every single generation. That means every single Jewish person has a part of Moshe Rabbeinu. Like it's brought down in the Kone Zoyar, and it's also brought down in the holy letters of the Alter Rebbe, that every person has a part of Moshe Rabbeinu, and, every, and in every single person, Moshe Rabbeinu is in a revealed state. And that's why, because we know Moshe Rabbeinu to be in awe of Hashem was easy, so we, since we have a part of Moshe Rabbeinu, we can also be in awe of Hashem very easy. And like it says in Tanya, in the first, in the first, in the, in the first part of Tanya, and the part of Moshe that we all have, um, it, it connects to us in a way of, of, of the, a connection. And what does it connect? It connects the source of our soul to the soul that's in our body. And so the source of our soul connects with the soul which is in our body, and it connects with the, with the animal soul, and with, literally with our, with our body, and it gives the power that we, so Moshe Rabbeinu, um, gives the, the, that we have within us, gives us the power that we can be kasaslamari, we can be broken of, 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 of gullus, and therefore that will connect us to the source of light. In other words, this that we're gonna be broken, for the fact that our soul came down into this world. And it came down to a world that God has concealed, Tachtoin. And there's no greater concealment like in this world. So you think about the fact that the soul had to come down to this world where God has concealed, which is a tremendous downgrade for the soul. Because even when this world is complete, it's still called Bira Mikta, the, 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 <coughs> a very, very low place. So what do we see from here? The mere fact that the soul came down to this world, into the body, into such a low spiritual place, that's a reason to be cautious. And because of this downgrade, even though, yeah, Baruch Hashem, you have materialism and you have spirituality, but what, so what? Who cares? The fact is, before the soul came down to this world, it was in heaven. It didn't have to deal with any of this conceal, concealment of the world. And, and the soul, and with the soul is, is, is the, um, only son of Hashem. And like it's explained the, the analogy in, in the classic Hasidic discourse of Tafsir's on above. So from this, the fact that we're cusses, we're broken, that the soul had to come down to this world. In heaven, it was great. It has to come down with all the concealment. And when you're broken about that, that will get you to the more. That will get you to the source of light. And that will get you to, to, the, to, the, to the source of light itself. So based on that, Job explains, now we'll understand why the verse says, that the Jewish people accepted 
what they started in Matan Torah. In other words, even though like we learned before, Matan Torah were on the highest level. And every everything we had then, and everything was given them. But then it was only the beginning. Why? Because on Matan Torah, even though we were on the highest level, we left Egypt, miracles, Mount Sinai. But it's called in Kabbalah, Milmaila Lamata. It was all a gift from Hashem. Melmaila from above, down below. We just received the gift. But afterwards, when we do our spiritual work in exile, in the times of Mordechai and Esther, and when the, the intensity of exile, the darkness, the double and double darkness, and literally it was so dark. So then what happens when you're serving Hashem, it's not Melmaila Lamata, then it's you, then it's Tachtoinim, then it's us doing the work. Then it's Akiba La Yehudim. Now it's, I'm accepting it. And that we didn't have a Matan Torah. So as great as Matan Torah was, it wasn't us, it was a gift. Now it's us. Not only that, Rebbe says, that this work, the time of exile, has an upgrade uh, over the, the, the receiving the Torah of Matan Torah. Why? Because specifically in, in exile, we have the establishment and the acceptance of Torah, that we receive the Matan Torah, because, which again it was only the beginning, because only now in Gullus, and like literally, um, and on, on, when you and when you meditate, that after all the things that we accomplished through our work, and even again, have as great as it did, but the fact is, we're still in, we're still in exile on a spiritual level, and and what, and the reason why we're successful is Hashem helped us and to get to the next level. Like it says, you got to us when we work hard, we reach the next level. So therefore, the the based on the effort, that's how we reach. But what happens in Gullus is everyone is broken and crushed, and. Through to be broken and crushed, that's how we reach the, the, the source of light itself. And Rebbe says he liked to connect this um, <coughs> in, ref, in, in re, what we just learned about the tremendous value of the work that we do. The, the work that we do, that, that um, specifically the work that we do, that's what creates the establishment where we started in the beginning. And he wants to connect it with what we learned something in this week's Torah portion. And specifically, in the, in the, we learned this week in the Torah portion on the third day, on Tuesday, that on, we know on Tuesday it says twice in the Torah, Kitovs, the, uh, twice it was good, which means it was good for the heaven and good for the earth. And as we know, we learned the Chitas every single day based on the, the establishment of the, uh, the, uh, of the previous Rebbe to learn every single day of the day of the week, a, portion, a, tor- a section of the Torah portion of that week, you know, Sunday Rishon and the Monday uh, Shani, etc. So, and like it's explained in the, in the Chassidic Discourses and especially in the teachings of the Chassidic Discourse of the Rebbe Rashab of, of before 60 years when the Rebbe said this. Obviously we now deal many years later and he says in this week's Torah portion it says as follows, the Atta and now Moshe Rina says to Hashem, if I found favor in your eyes, so that I should find favor in your eyes, because I found favor in your eyes, you found favor in my eyes. Now, as he mentions this, this interesting word of chain, um, favor four times, and through that we're going to have, we're going to be totally um, elevated uh, uh, from, among, from amongst all the nations of the world. It means, and like we learned before, the expression of a wonder. Shabbat asked the question, what is this whole idea of chain? 
that Moshe Rabbeinu was asking Hashem, he's beseeching Hashem, and that was his ultimate purpose of his request. His what did he want? He wanted Chain. And and through this powerful ingredient of chain, that's how in a flino, that's how we're going to look totally different in a whole different level from 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 everything in the world. But the Rebbe says, one second, Moshe Rabbeinu is asking for chain. The fact is, what does it say in the prophets? Sheker hachain, chain is false. And why is that? Because chain, what does chain mean? It's grace. It's a gift from Hashem. And Kabbalah is called Misurusaleil. It's a gift from Hashem. And we know that there's a tremendous quality what comes specifically, like we just learned, through Shruslov Tata doing our work. What did we just learn in the gift course till now? The power of, in Gullus, we do our work. Moshe Rabbein is asking for Chain, a gift above. Shaka, we don't want to have a gift. We want to do our work. So what is this thing that Moshe Rabbein is asking for Chain? So the Rebbe, previous Rebbe explains it, and he says as follows. That there's something which is called Yisrus uh, Delayla. Hashem gives you a gift. That's Shekhar Achein. Okay, it's a gift. We didn't achieve it. That we got in Mount Torah. But then there's something which is called Yisrus Delayla. Yeah, it's a gift. But it comes after we do Yisrus Delayla, after we do our work. And when we do our work, and then Hashem gives you a gift, that comes from the essence of the infinite light of Hashem. And obviously we cannot reach there. And that's a gift that Hashem gives us. And that's why it's called a gift. But when does it come? It comes after we do our work. And, and just like when it comes to a present it sells, if not for the person did you like you did something nice for you, you wouldn't give it to him. So basically it's because we did our work, that's why Hashem gives us the, the Israel. Now the work that we do, and like it's uh, understood from the from the Cynic discourse over there, and there was something very powerful. There's something which is called faith, but there's different levels of faith. This faith, faith that comes from Mimali Kalaman, where Hashem ha- is, is, fills up the world. Now, this level of faith, which, so to speak, which fills the world, it's logical, it feels right, etc., that also righteous people in the world can also have it. And their Jewish people could comprehend it. So there's a level of faith which is connected to Malakam, which means nations of the world can have it, and we can comprehend the faith. But the Rebbe says, no, what's the real faith? The, 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 the quality of faith that the Jewish people have? That reaches the level of Sevev Kalam. It's above intellect, above emotions, it's faith thus because. And this level of faith, only the Jewish people can have. And that's why it says, Shema Yisrael, Hero Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, God is our God, Hashem Echad, the, the, the only one God. And that is the acceptance of faith of the level of Saviv Kalaman. And over here, so they're saying is that the level of, there's two levels of faith. Faith of Mamali Kalaman, nations of the world, logic, but then there's a faith which is above logic, which is connected to Shema Yisrael, Shema Lekein, we're connected to faith in Saviv Kalaman. And, <coughs> and this is only specifically by the Jewish people. However, when it comes to the next verse, Baruch Shein Kweid Malchusel that is the meditation of the way Hashem comes in the world, and that's the Malikalam. So Shema Yisrael Sevev Kalam, the higher level of faith, and Baruch Shein is the lower level. Connect to Malikalam. And that's why it says in the Zohar, very, something very powerful, that you take the word Shema, so the last letter in Shema is an Ayin, and that's big. You take the last letter in the word Echad, of Shema Yisrael Shem Echad, is also big. Now, when you take the two letters together, the Zohar says, you have a word which is called aid, which is a witness. And to explain in many, many places as follows. Anything that's revealed, or is going to be revealed, you don't need a witness. 
If, for example, you're sitting in a room and you see a table, you don't need someone to give you a witness of a table. Everyone sees a table. And even something that's going to be revealed, you also don't need a witness for it. It's going to be revealed to everybody. So where do you need a witness? Aid. You need a witness on something which is totally concealed. Save of Kalalman. So as Azariah says, Shema, the last letter of Shema is the Ayin. The last letter of Echad is Dalid. That means, what do we need a witness for? For the level of faith? Save of Kalalman. And that's why it says, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. In other words, it's going on to every single one of the Jewish people. That they are saying, Edus is saying testimony, that what? Hashem Echad. There's only one God. That means, at any level we are, and when when the most the lowest level, a Jew will always cry out Shema Yisrael, and like explained at, at length in the in the and in the, in the different talks of the previous Rebbe, what is the idea of Echad, one God? So Echad is made up of three letters: Aleph, Ches, Dalid. So the Ches and the Dalid of the the word Echad. So the Ches is referring to the seven heavens and the earth. That's the Ches. The Dalit is the four corners of the world, and the Aleph is referring to the, the, the one Hashem, the Alufa, the one that created the world. Now, the Jewish people in our work, what, 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 what do we accomplish? We accomplish Echad. In other words, we draw down into Echad, into the Ches, means the seven heavens and the earth, and the four corners in the world, in the, in the Ches and the Dalit, what do we draw in? The Aleph, the, the one Hashem. Up to the point where it becomes literally one word. That the Aleph, which is referring to the Hashem, and the Ches, which is referring to the world and the heaven and the four corners of the world, become one word. And what is the essence of the, of the word Echad? It's all about unity. Up to the point that the Aleph of, of, of referring to Hashem is the first letter. We don't put the Aleph at the end or in the middle. It's the first letter. And what's the beginning is? It's all about bringing Echad, Aleph, Hashem into all the levels of the world. Now, when we do our work, like we said before, <clears throat> and we do our work to bring in the love in Shmai Hashem Echad, which is which is connected to Soivev Hashem Echad. Then what happens is we draw in Eila Gift Hashem, which is commensurate to, to to our work of Tata. And then what happens is there comes in a gift Eila, which is much higher than the Eila, which comes through Tata. In other words, like this. Before we go further, you remember saying there's three levels of Yisus Leila. Hashem gives you a gift. You have nothing to do with it. Okay, that's like Matan Torah. It's a gift. Amazing. It doesn't really stick. Then as we do our work, Yisus Tata, and Hashem gives us Leila. Wow, that's a very, very powerful gift. And then there's Yisus Tata, and you got to, but then also Hashem throws you a gift, but not because of Yisus Tata. Just Hashem throw, threw you the gift. In other words, when you have a Yisus Leila which comes down through your work, so it's con- so it's commensurate to how much effort you put into it, and you can say, like this is what the Torah says. Uh, Hashem says that my angel will go in front of you. So it's connected to it. But Moshe Rabbeinu's request was that we should have the gift of Esrusa which is higher than through our avoda. And like he says, the Atar now im namatzasi Hashem finds favor. The idea of, of grace up to the point is going to be such a gift that we're going to be totally distinct and separate, which is referring to what level? It's referring to the sphere of Kesser. Or like we said before, premium Kesser, the internal part of Kesser, up to the point where that's what's going to be noticed is the essence of the infinite part of Hashem. Now, 
even though that this level of Susleila that comes from itself and Mr. Usul have to can't can't reach it. It's, it's totally higher. But the fact is, there's an expression in Zohar says, You want Hashem to rest? It has to be a complete vessel. In other words, you have to do your work, do your effort, and then you have where your Susul comes down based on your work. And then you have the way in this complete vessel that you created, you create an opportunity that Hashem could rest in there, like it's explained at length in Lakuti Torah from the Alter Rebbe. So based on the Shabbat says as follows. That's why it says, Yehudim, The Jewish people accepted and stood up what they started in Matan Torah. Why is that? Because through the fact that they went on self-sacrifice in the times of exile, in the times of Mordechai and Esther, what they accomplished was the establishment of Torah of Matan Torah. And the same thing also in every year. When we know history repeats itself every year, everything comes down again, just like it came down the first time. And like we know the teaching, the powerful teaching of the Baal that someone that reads Megillah backwards, you don't fulfill your obligation. What does that mean? When you read the Megillah in a way that it's backwards, it means it's a story of the past. You didn't fulfill your obligation because the Megillah, the story of the Megillah has teachings and lessons for every one of us in every place and in every time and in every single person. Even this lesson that when we stand on self-sacrifice and, and throughout the whole year we go on self-sacrifice it means there's no difference. Whatever we're going through, we're, we're ready to sacrifice Hashem for, uh, for Hashem. And we're not going to even think for a second that we should have a, a different type of thought or a speech, or an action, and when a person goes on this level of mysterious nefesh, what we accomplish is, that for the Jewish people, I'll say it in Hebrew, like Yehudim, for the Jewish people, there was light, there was joy, there was celebration, only great things, literally, and it's founded, and with, with, with the introduction of, the first word says, is light, and we know light is referring to Torah, up to the point of the cars referring to Tefillin, and Tefillin doesn't only mean specifically flack, which means all the mitzvahs, because we know all the mitzvahs are compared to the mitzvah of Tefillin, and we, we, we educate all the children, again, whether they're young or older, and like it says in the Medrash, that Mordechai asked three children, tell me the verse that you learned today, and the first one said, Don't be afraid from a sudden fear or from the terrible wicked things from the wicked people. People can have ideas and people can speak, so, but nothing's going to happen. You know why? Because we have Hashem. Oh, like the third verse, that means whatever's going to happen, you're going to get old, and you're going to get gray, and you're going to start becoming complacent. Guess what? Hashem will save us all. And when Mordechai, heard, Mordechai hears these three verses, he would laugh. And he was very, very happy with a huge happiness because he knew that Hashem is going to save us. Never the same thing will happen to us, that every single one of us is going to do our work with light, like you mentioned before, it's Torah, with Simcha, with joy, Vesasa, and Vikar, and Phil, and all the mitzvahs. And like all the different commentaries explain what the different levels are, that which is included, the idea of Torah, and then for sure Hashem will fulfill the promise, like it says in the Torah, you're going to have rain, and it's right time, and all the blessings that it says in the parsha. that it's going to be light, 
and joy and happiness in a literal level. And we, we connect the redemption to the redemption, from the redemption of Purim to the ultimate redemption through Mashiach to Kenu. That even though for a moment was still unfortunately the servants of Achashverosh, but very, very soon, and in our generations, Mashiach is going to come, and he's going to take us out, and he's going to redeem us, and he's going to take us to Eretz HaKodesh. And like the Rebbe finishes off so beautifully and powerfully, Bimheira Biameinu Mamash, quickly in our days, literally. So here we have another powerful, beautiful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe, the power of us doing our Avaida, and unfortunately sometimes um, being crushed, but the fact is through being crushed, we reach the ultimate light, and like the Rebbe finishes off with all the powerful blessings that we're going to have, the coming of Mashiach, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Irakoidish. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.